0: Hello and welcome to the Real Life Real Talk Podcast. I am your host, William Carr. And this is our I podcast. This is going to be an exciting day because we have a guest. How about that? We have a guest. And our guest today is Mrs. Candace Sim.
1: Candace, Hello. How you yes. doing? I am doing very well. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. You are so, so much welcome.
0: Okay, for you who are listening, here's something about Candace that you may or you may not know. She is a bereavement coordinator, author, speaker, and community advocate. She is the owner of a bereavement coaching business with a focus on helping individuals cope with grief and loss. She is the former executive program director of Crime Victims Advocacy Council, Inc., and an informed trauma advocate. A bereaved mother herself discovered this path Toward advocacy, as she learned how to navigate stages of her own grief and develop a passion for it. Candace, we are so, so happy to have you on our inaugural live podcast. And one thing I have been noticing in the news and just from personal observation, uh, there is a epidemic, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: not a pandemic, Mm -hmm. an epidemic of mental health and people are suffering with many kinds of mental health problems and grief and bereavement is one of them and so Mm -hmm. today we're going to hear some things from you Mm -hmm. that can help those who may be going through some Mm -hmm. grief, loss, Bereavement. Absolutely. So, you have anything you want to say before we get into our Q and A?
1: Well, you know, you are right. You are, and and I tell people this all the time about COVID. You know, I'm reflecting on what COVID has taught me, what being isolated has taught me for these past two and a half years, is that we got issues, all of us have issues and they're not issues that are different from anyone else's. I think that's the great lie and the great mystery that keeps us um, that keeps us bond in bondage with our issues. We're shamed by them. We think no one can help us and we think there's no help for us. So we tend to stay stuck. Or we tend to develop unhealthy habits or unhealthy patterns to deal with these thoughts and these feelings, not realizing what they're doing to us internally, with our reproductive systems and with our um, our, our in our bloodstreams and our 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 behavioral patterns. You know that when you don't deal with grief. It, it definitely deals with you. When you don't deal with trauma and tragedy, it will definitely deal with you. And I think now is the time to raise awareness about how important it is to, to find the right person to talk about these issues.
0: Most people probably look at uh, grief, loss and bereavement in a, a one-dimensional way, mm-hmm. not understanding that it affects your whole self, your whole body—it's a whole thing. It does, as you mm-hmm. have stated. Not only does it causes tears and hurt, mm-hmm. but it also affects many other parts of the body, you are mind, yes. and yes. spirit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I I became aware of this, and in a sense, it's kind of. I'm, kind of interested in uh, the process. So I have a few questions I want to ask you and you can just take your time and answer them. Mm -hmm. Question number one, Mm -hmm. what is a bereavement coordinator?
1: I'm, I'm so glad you asked me that because I never knew there was such a thing as a bereavement coordinator. First of all, I didn't even know what the word bereaved was until I became a bereaved parent or a parent of a murdered child. And basically, a bereaved coordinator is a person or entity. It doesn't have to be a person, but it could be a program or it could be a a group of people that are trained to discuss uh, a tragedy, to discuss any type of loss. They help you to navigate through the loss, by teaching you stages of grief, how the body goes through different stages. And these persons, they don't leave you alone to deal with it yourself. They're they're present with you. They take honor and they have a pride of being present with you um, to help you uh, experience While you're experiencing different feelings, different emotions, different changes within the body because of a a difficult loss. We we all know that we all grieve differently. Some people uh, grieve very deeply. Some don't grieve as deeply, but they're still affected by a particular loss. And so a bereavement coordinator is one who gets to really know their client and develops a, a, a program or a, a, a way to help a person deal, deal with the gr- grief and navigate through the grief to full capacity until they're at a point where they're realizing, okay, there's purpose in this, there's meaning in this. And we all know that that does not come immediately. It takes some time to um, grieve any loss, not just death, but, you know, and we all know that there are different types of losses. So I won't go through them, but some of the losses, you know, that people go through is loss of a pet or loss of a job or loss of income, or right now, losing of your home. That's a huge grief right now, especially with the way that um, housing prices are. That's a grief. And it deals with you internally and also externally.
0: I would say most people, when they think about grief, they think about the loss of a loved one.
1: Mm-hmm. As we have
0: stated, grief comes in many uh, different facets, but also not grief is not centered toward one particular group or age range. It could it can affect a young child, yep. all the way up to an, an elderly person. Yep. So grief is something we will probably all go through, but some of us may have gone through it more because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. and They may have compounded the those feelings of grief because they've had a grief one after another after mm-hmm. another. hmm hmm My second question is, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: how did you become a bereavement coordinator?
1: (laughs) Uh, That's a great question. Also, you know, I often say who aspires to be a grief uh, or a bereavement coordinator? Who aspires while they're in elementary school or high school? And just decides, wow, I want to be a grief coach. I want to talk about death all the time. Typically no one. And I think the closest profession that kind of mirrors that is maybe a social worker, a social worker who, who has a passion to deal with people and to deal with families and to deal with community and helping people to be res- being that resourceful person. Uh, for those who are in need of resources and to be able to engage with their communities. I would say that was, that's the closest uh, profession to being um, a bereavement coordinator. But for me, it, it actually, I've always wanted to be an accountant and that's pretty much what I studied when I went to Buffalo state back in the early eighties. And then um, when my son was killed in 2007, that just really shook and flipped my world upside down. It was like, what do I do with this? Because I had already, you know, I, I had a church family uh, for at least maybe 10, 15 years. But a, a lot of times we find that church does not really talk a lot about death other than Jesus's death. They don't really preach um, too much about the subject so that when it happens, it's easy to become lost in church um, whenever you suffer a, a difficult loss of that nature. And so church wasn't really a support system for me. It was a support system for me as far as someone having, for me having a shoulder To cry on and to rely on, but as far as helping me to really understand what's going on with me now and what do I do and how do I move forward, it was, I was at a loss. And then in the criminal justice system, there are advocates that walk with uh, bereaved persons only if there has been a suspect apprehended because you're preparing for trial and that advocate is walking alongside with you to make you feel comfortable in court and to navigate you around the criminal justice system but for a person such as myself who had, um, now it's a cold case, there was no, um, very little evidence, there was no, very little suspects that didn't uh, move forward to um, end up apprehending anyone. My, my case turned cold quickly, and so there's no advocate for me. There's still not that church support that I needed, so I had to really you know, search and seek and, and find resources to be able to help me um, to be functional again uh, in the community and at work and at school and, and even within my family. And so as I I started finding different resources, and and most of those resources were people who had shared the same experience and and looking at how they uh, uh, navigated through stages of grief and and how they leaned more into uh, the loss, I, I saw strength and I saw resiliency And those were the people who became my leaders. Those were the people who became my role models. Those were the people who said, now, if they can do it, I can do it. And I can be a leader in my community. And so I went on to um, enroll in a program that would allow me to uh, become a certified grief advocate, thus giving me the title of a bereavement coordinator. And so to sum up this long response, it kind of just fell in my lap. Due to a life experience, an unexpected life experience that happened for me, I rediscovered what my newfound purpose, what my newfound passion is, and it is a bere- It is as a bereavement coordinator.
0: You mentioned, you mentioned- about having difficulties uh, searching for or trying to find someone that could offer information or. Counseling or coaching to you in, in your in your moment of, of grief, and also you have experienced uh, in your present position that people may not always know how to get in contact with a bereavement uh, coordinator. Yes. So the question is, how does one get in touch with a bereavement coordinator?
1: Well, there's so much information out there nowadays. You, know, you can Google homicide or you can Google murder or you can Google grief and loss and you'll come up with articles, you'll come up with documentaries and you'll also uh, show you different organizations that assist and work with uh, individuals needing those types of services. I'm actually online myself um, through uh, my organization called Conceptual Empowerment. And, and typically, if, if you're a person who doesn't navigate the, uh, the web and the internet, you can call your district attorney's office in your county, or you can call your solicitor's office and ask for a department called advocacy, victim advocacy. And someone will direct you to a plethora of organizations that assist individuals who need uh, support and services tailored to grief, and one of the most important is um, group support. Group support I highly recommend because you're in a group with with peers who can understand, who can resonate, who can identify with some of the things that a person who normally had not gone through what you're going through, um, could identify with.
0: Okay. Big question. Are you ready
1: to give your
0: contact information? Or are you willing to give your contact information?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. If you would like to understand more about what a bereavement coordinator is and what a grief coach is, Please contact me through my website. It's called www.concepts with an S, concepts power.com. Again, the name of it is Conceptual Empowerment. Or you can email me through csims at conceptspower.com. And then my telephone number as well is 678. four nine 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 five eight seven
0: thank you for that information I do have a couple of questions more to ask sure before we terminate our, our session and that would be what are some of the do's and don'ts of a person who may be uh, grieving of a lost one not
1: slow. Okay. Right, right. And that's a very, very good question. This is to address those who are grieving. Number one, do not keep your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts to yourself. That is one of the worst things that you can do. Um, that's a And that's a whole nother podcast as to why that's not important, but I'll share briefly the reason why that's so important. Uh, for you not to do is because it builds up stress within your body. You may think that you are putting it aside. You may think that you're overcoming it. You may think that you're moving through it by not dealing with it, not thinking about it, not looking at it, but it's alive. And anytime you bury something alive, something is going to trigger it and wake it back up and it'll end up being worse than it was in the, in the beginning stages of that loss. So number one, that's, that's the first thing. Do not keep it inside, get it out. The number two thing I would suggest is do a lot of research. Find a person who fits you. Don't just hire or consult with someone just because they say that they're a coach. There are a lot of people out here now that are um, professing to be coaches. Do your homework, ask the right questions, make sure they're certified, make sure they're trauma-informed and make sure they're actually present with you, not telling you what it is you need to do, but listening to what it is that you're going through. And then thirdly, this is for those who are walking alongside a person that's dealing with a traumatic experience, whether this is a family member, whether it's a partner, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a sibling, if you're going through... If you're walking with someone going through a difficult loss, number one, don't put a timetable on their grief. Allow them to grieve the way they need to grieve and for as long as they need to grieve. Now, if you're finding that a person is not moving through their grief and they're still stuck at the same place that they were 20 years later or 10 years later, as if it was day one. That person may need more than just bereavement coordination and and coaching. They may need clinical counseling. Because again, if you don't deal with grief, grief will deal with you. And there is a thing such as sadness, depression that we all go through. And sadness, depression is normal. But sadness, depression undealt with will turn into clinical depression. Those are the three things that I suggest right off the bat that you need to do. Eating healthy helps, getting enough sleep helps, and also exercise helps as well.
0: Okay, thank you for that. Our last question is, why is what you do important?
1: Oh boy, William, it is so, so important to deal with your grief. And, and, and I'll, I'll be clear on this point right here is because of hormones hormones in the body um, that are directly tied to trauma and stress. And two hormones right off the bat that I think of offhand is number one, cortisol. And, And we all know that cortisol is related to weight gain. And it's usually weight gain around the stomach area, the upper back area, around the midsection, um, whenever there are increased levels of cortisol in the body, you will start to gain weight. And then another hormone that is associated with adrenaline. Um, we tend to want the adrenaline is associated with anger and it deals with the fight or flight response. Whenever that adrenaline is high, we will be in a state of mind or a frame of mind where we want to either fight or flight. You will do one of those two things, fight or flight. But without counseling and without coaching, you will be fighting in an unhealthy manner and you will be flighting, fleeing in an unhealthy manner, thus putting yourself on a course of self-destruction. So coaching and, and counseling will not eliminate the fight or flight responses, but it will determine how you deal with the fight or flight responses to enable you to behave and react and respond in normal ways instead of um, picking up abnormal behaviors and patterns.
0: Mrs. Candice Sim, I really do appreciate you coming on the show today to express to us what it means to be a bereavement coordinator and some of the things that those who are grieving
1: mm-hmm.
0: lost that they heard something today
1: yes
0: them. so yes. I like an opportunity to give some closing words before we end the program
1: mm-hmm. Well, I, I thank you so much. And I think this topic should be talked about more uh, so that we become more comfortable in talking about loss and talking about grief and even death. We know that death is expected, but we don't, you know, we, we don't anticipate it or we don't want to rush it and we don't want to see it definitely if it happens unexpectedly. But one thing that I do want to share with, with the, the the listeners out there is Don't be afraid to get the help that you need and don't fool yourself in thinking that you can deal with this alone. It is so very important to get a mental uh, health check. We all get physicals for our bodies to make sure our blood pressure is in check, to make sure that our cholesterol is in check, that we're getting the mammograms, the colonoscopies, but we leave our mental health out don't do that. Don't do that. Please consider getting your mental health check also with a wellness coach or with a a licensed professional counselor.
0: Thank you. Thank you once again for uh, the information that you have given. And this will conclude our live stream, live podcast for this day. And we look forward to... At least talking and hearing from you in the future. I'll be. In.